Georgia, a show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. guys welcome to today's show welcome very much uh how you doing jimmy sorry we're running a little good. late but uh no, welcome good. as yeah, you can man. see we got we're gonna be featuring uh social media america jeopardy so i'm your uh host not alex <laughs> Trebek, but michael gardner um joining Looking us forward, guys man. we'll have the very first contestant here uh jimmy the rant as well as Joseph M. Leonard going to be joining us from Terror Strikes. So those are our contestants. Uh, we were supposed to have the third contestant, but freaking Sauce, man, had some kind of issue like he always has. But uh, what can you do, right? We're going to we're gonna have to get him via satellite next time. I'm telling you, we're going to have to do something. I, I was really looking forward to having Sauce um, as the third contestant here uh, with – Social media, American Jeopardy, uh, and this would be a first for Joseph Meeting Sauce on the show. So you know, it happens. You know. Yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? Sometimes you're in a bad area. Um, where's he? For, he's from. Uh, he's up north somewhere, Vermont or something like that. Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, oh, never mind. He's he's even further than I thought. So I don't know. I don't know how it is out there. Maybe uh, the service isn't too all too great. Yeah. That's it is what it is. Right. So uh, without being said, guys, we're going to bring in uh, Joseph M. Leonard here on the show. Uh, welcome, Joseph. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, doing good. Good to see you guys. Very What's good. Up? Very good. Uh, so we're going to kick off the show here in a little bit here. I want to uh, pretty much getting uh, folks. I, I want to let you know that this is all for a goof, you know, obviously. Right. So, you know, let me get my game face in here, my game show voice in, right, for the voiceover. <laughs> so I'm going to try my best here, guys, to bring out the show uh, very comical, uh, do the voiceover uh, from the actual show of Jeopardy, right? So we'll try our best here, guys, okay? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Social American Jeopardy. Joining us today from New Jersey... Jimmy the Red. All righty. Welcome, Jimmy. How you doing, buddy? And then joining us here from the author of Terra Strikes, Joseph M. Leonard. We do All like that. righty. Do some finger snaps for you. 
<laughs> so, you know, uh, obviously, obviously you could say that the budget is only for like $20 here uh, because most of this stuff comes from uh, family dollars. So, you know. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> but, you, gotta, uh, so, you know, support yeah. the show, people. We can get a bigger budget and do bigger games. I'm telling you. But we, we, we do want to thank uh, Family Dollar here for uh, uh, basically uh, uh, sponsoring this, uh, which they're really not sponsoring it, but we want to make it a goof here anyway. Uh, brought to you by Family Dollar for the material of $20. So, you know, you can't beat it. Kudos uh, so, to Family Dollar. What? I say kudos to Family Dollar. Kudos to Family Dollar. So here's the first. Uh, here is the first category. What is a liberal for $300, political corruption for $100, Green New Deal for $250, and fact checkers for $500? So I'm going to go to the first contestant here, Jimmy the Rant. What would you like to pick, sir? Uh, I hope I get something right. Let's go with political corruption. Political corruption. Okay. So – Who was the first person in charge of organizing the social distancing in 2020? The first person. Let me make sure I think about that. Okay, we got to do the, the, the Jeopardy music. I'd like to... Do, 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 do. Uh, Fauci? You are correct, Anthony Fauci. Cha-ching. <laughs> All righty. All right, we're going to go to uh, Joseph M. Leonard. Hey, I'm going like to shoot him? for big money already. Let's go with fact checkers for five. Fact checkers for five. Okay. All right. And as you can <laughs> see, guys, I'm trying my best to fill in the shoes of uh, Alex Trebek here. I'm no <laughs> Alex Trebek, but I'm trying my damnest here. Okay. <laughs> He said, um, what was it? You said this one, right? Fact checkers for 500, right? Okay. Fact checkers for 500. Here we go. In recent months, there was a recent department added to the Biden administration of fact checking. Who was that organization and who was in charge of it? Oh. It's under Department of Homeland Security, the Disinformation Board, also known as the Orwellian Ministry of Truth, and it was Nina somebody. I can't think of her last name. Okay, uh, you do have to give the you you do have to give the first and last name, sir, in order to win the five hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, Nina Dumb Bleepiewicz. Okay, you are wrong. Okay, we go to Jimmy the Rant. It was close, though. Jimmy the Rant, if you can answer this, sir, you get $500 and an all-expense trip paid to Orlando, Florida. Well, I don't think I want to go down there, so there's nothing for me to visit. I, I, I only know the first name. I know she just stepped down, but I don't have the last name. Okay, who, who, who was that, sir? I don't have the last. I don't. I don't know the last name. I forget. Okay, we're going to have to say the person that was in charge of this that just recently stepped down in recognition. She she's she's quitting. Was 
Nina Javakovitz. Oh. Uh, yes. I didn't remember the last name. Yeah. So here we go to um, Joseph M. Leonard. Uh, we're going to give you another chance here. If you strike out one more time, Boom. and that's it. You're done with uh, Social Media America <laughs> Jeopardy. So... Well, I better turn, set sir. my sights a little lower then. Let me go with what is a lib for 300. What is a lib for 300? Okay. All righty. Okay. In 2019, she was in charge of orchestrating the first liberal agenda. Who was that person? Liberalism goes way back, so who the heck would you be referring Maybe Alexandria Crazio Cortex? Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, sir. <laughs> that's, that's the only person I could have thought you were going for there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, squad member AOC. Yeah. Yes, yes. And may I say, uh, we're going to have a, uh, a voiceover here in the show. All right. And ladies and gentlemen. Jerry, what has Joseph won? Well, Michael, he won a all-exclusive trip to liberal New York City. Uh, during this trip, you will be staying in the finest sewers of Manhattan, dealing with the homeless bums and insulin needles upon your request. Also, the meal of choice would either be a hamburger that is now suffering into the fourth and final month of its expiration date and also you will be sleeping on piss and diarrhea filled mattresses congratulations joseph welcome thank oh, you oh what an honor well at least you didn't have to include the crack pipe since the biden administration already sent those yeah yeah so now we go to uh, we go to uh, 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 Jimmy the Rant. Jimmy the Rant, what would you like to pick now? Uh, let me say stay in the same category, but for two hundred. That there was no uh, political corruption. Political corruption. You guys like that political corruption, huh? Okay, oh, I do. All right, political corruption. Here we go. All righty, political corruption in recent years. Large corporations have entered what social causes from the 2020 murder of George Floyd? Uh, social causes. Uh, shit. You got inclusion and fucking, what's the other one? I forget the word, but uh, not equality. Maybe equality. Inclusion and equality. Okay. Inclusion, equality, and racial uh, division was the third one. But we are going to give you uh, that correct, sir, and you have won. <laughs> and let's, let's, let's explain to the, the viewers here. Jerry, please explain to the viewers what – Jimmy the Rant has won. Well, Jimmy the Rant has won 
an all expense trip to communist China. Great. Nice. Awesome. I'm happy. Thank you. Yeah, great, great. If I don't uh, see I'm a prisoner. If I don't see you, I'm a political prisoner. What's that? I said, if you don't see me, if you don't hear from me, I've become a political prisoner. Well, we're going to have to uh, uh, try to uh, call up Homeland Security. Oh, excuse me. Wait a minute. Doesn't Joe Biden uh, run that? Yes, no, they, Michael. They have political prisoners here now, too, so we don't want to call them either. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, 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 try your, we'll try your best to get you back, you know, according to what happened just recently in Afghanistan where Joe Biden promised to get people back, but he couldn't get people back. So we'll promise to get you back. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Joseph M. Leonard here. Uh, Joseph M. Leonard, what, 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 what category would you like? Uh, well, let's hope if you send Jimmy, since Biden's so weak, maybe Jimmy could talk Xi into not invading Taiwan. So that might actually be a good thing to send him there. But we haven't done Green New Deal, so let's go with that. All right, Green New Deal. Great. Okay. Just we so got we one... get the whole broad width, broad, breadth and width of the right. questions. Right. And and uh, and you are the last uh, person to pick this category. And then after that, we have to go into uh, the last category. And whoever wins that uh, wins the entire social media jeopardy. <laughs> so you did Green New Deal, right? Yeah. Okay. In 2019... She and who others were in charge of this new Green New Deal agenda? Well, that was AOC again, wasn't it? Congratulations! <laughs> so Let's I just get to answer AOC for every question now, I think, and I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell the viewers what Joseph won. Well, Michael, Joseph has won an all-exclusive trip to socialist venezuela in this trip he will suffer from high levels of socialism no freedom and no liberties whatsoever so congratulations joseph you won that's that's great sounds great i can bring back a billion dollar venezuelan bill which is worth what about 50 cents yeah and when would you like to take this trip you have up to three months to take this trip <laughs> sounds good Okay, just let you know, uh, Joseph, uh, that this trip is only a one-way trip. There's no <laughs> round trip whatsoever. It's so. kind of like a trip to Hotel California. Huh? You could check out, but you can never leave. Yes, and there's no uh, glass ceiling or mirrors involved. So, <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to the last question here. Okay, the last question, and that is going to be, be – Whoops, we did lost we, you, Mike. Did we, did we lose him? <laughs> We're now in control of the show, folks. Yeah, apparently. Oh, my oh, God. Here we is. are again. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. I got you. Okay, we're having some technical difficulties on the show because, uh, uh, you know, w when we have Social Media American Jeopardy, hey, it's, it's not the actual Jeopardy show. So the budget is very low. <laughs> okay, the very last question, okay, goes to Joseph and – Jimmy, whoever wins this 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 question wins the almighty trip, okay? And the almighty trip will be an exclusive MAGA trip. Let's tell the listeners who will win that trip and what it includes. 
Well, Michael, the trip includes the all-exclusive MAGA trip. On this trip, you will see freedom, liberties, everything that makes up what America truly is. In this trip, you will see no Joe Bidens, no Kamala Harris's, no AOC's, no social distancing, no fact-checking, no masks. It will be a paradise among its own paradise. So whoever wins this, guys, this is the almighty trip. Okay. Now, in 2016, Donald Trump said this quote, and I quote this. If we lose the what in 2020, we lose it forever. White House. Jimmy the Rent. The vote. You get one more. You you get one more. One more answer, and then that's it. The country. What was that? The country or the nation? You are correct. Hey, Joseph has won the all MAGA trip. Congratulations, guys. You have won. Uh, for for Jimmy, well, what has Jimmy won? Jimmy has won an all-exclusive trip. No refunds whatsoever. Yeah, to New Jersey. <laughs> no. You will be sent to communist Cuba forever. Wow, that's 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 well, at least they have cigars. Yeah. That's <laughs> I thought he was going to get a participation trophy. Cuba's, you know. Cuba's not as bad as like sending someone to California. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'd rather go to Cuba than <laughs> Venezuela. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. So we're done with social media jeopardy. I hope everybody uh, had fun. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed themselves. Like I said, guys, this was a, a, a total goof. It wasn't, obviously, it wasn't a real game show. Uh, hopefully, the ratings didn't go down. Uh, too too bad. Uh, so yeah, you gotta have fun once in a while. What are you gonna do? You gotta have fun. Well, it's kind of kind of hard to go down from zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one viewer coming in on Rumble saying, "Hey, Mike, you, you tried your best on social media, uh, American Jeopardy. Can we see a sequel? Uh, hopefully soon. And we'll do a, we'll do a bigger and better. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe but, uh, we." Joe, could- Maybe we could do America says next time. Hey, that that would be that would be awesome. But uh, you know, um, Joseph, I I do want to uh basically get into the final installment here with you, sir, on the show. Uh, uh, we're gonna make this part four here. Uh, we got into uh for those who are just tuning in or didn't hear the third episode, we got into a little bit of of Joseph's book. Uh, terror strikes, how we got involved with the, the writing industry. And I pretty much went from there, Joseph, didn't we? Yep. Yep. And I'm glad that you had me on for four episodes. Lame joke coming. Cause I've always wanted to be drawn and quartered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I did so too. Um, I, 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 I do. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I I I do want to uh, pretty much catch up, uh, Jimmy, uh, with uh, with with that episode. We got into a little bit of uh, your passions, how you how you got involved. I mean, this goes all the way back to 
you know, your, your roots, right? Right. Joseph, you got into writing because of, uh, of, of your parents, you said, right? Like your yeah. parents were into it. Yeah. Yeah. My so. dad had a polka band and, uh, you're in New Jersey. I'm sure they've heard of him out there. He's traveled all over. He used to travel all around the, you know, uh, Northeast, it was Ted Leonard Jr. and the Polka Kings. I mean, you could still find their recordings today. They were yeah. pretty popular. So, <laughs> oh yeah, well that was yeah. that was a uh, that was like a genre of music really popular in the Polish community or no? Well, yeah, yeah, mostly the Polish right. communities, right? Yeah. Or German too. I mean, there's German polkas. Oh, you're right, and we did, we did, we do have a lot of. We have a large Polish population in New Jersey, especially. Uh, Hudson County. Well, used to be, but it's still a lot. Um, went to school with a lot of Polish kids, so uh, maybe I'll, I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask my uh, one of my guys when I go to work tomorrow if they've uh, they've heard <laughs> of the band. Polka, polka, yeah. polka. Polka, polka, polka. It reminds right? me of uh, Home Alone when she's trying to get. Uh, when she's trying to, uh, she gets um, to the airport and there's no planes to get her home, and John Candy comes up and he's like. He's like, hey, me and my polka band are driving across the country. You never heard yeah. of it? Well, he said he was the polka king of Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. You never heard of polka king of Chicago? Hit me, baby. Baby, baby, baby. And, you know, the bougie polka. polka. Yeah. Chinese polka. You know, That's hit me great, polka. Great tie-in, guys. I never thought we'd have gone down that road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so last night here, I, I do want to brief last night, Joseph, uh, Jimmy and I, we did uh, a little something different here on the show. Uh, got into some pro wrestling, uh, some MMA, uh, which was a really good episode, really damn good episode. I, I must say a uh, lot of good live views, uh, still waiting for the regular because on rumble, uh, Joseph, as obviously, you know, there's two different categories with rumble. You have the live view count. And then you have the actual count. So I'm looking at the actual count. It's only up to like 40 views, I believe, on the actual count of Rumble. But the live views, man, were up to like almost 7,000 the first like 30 minutes of the show. So that's phenomenal. Let's give a round good of applause. Stuff. Yeah. So good stuff there. Um, that's a popular, really good episode. It's a popular sport these days. I myself never got into the MMA stuff, but there's a lot of people who really like it. So. You know, listen, yeah. sometimes you got so much stuff going on, right? Like we're coming off, you know, big shooting up in uh, up in Buffalo. Like so people, you know, inflation, people can't find baby formula. So it's, it's good for the soul when you talk about stuff other than politics sometimes. And, you know, you let people know that, you know, you know, we let our hair down a little bit. You know what I mean? And and kind of and kind of. <laughs> talk out of the box on some other stuff. So it was a, it was a good time last night. And, you know, uh, people, they want to hear other things sometimes. So it's always good to mix it up. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting into, although the Michigan Panthers suck, I've been getting into and watching the USFL this season, been enjoying it because the Detroit Lions, of course, in the NFL always suck. So any alternative yeah, what was it? Hey, hey, Joseph, team, when was the last time they won a, uh, a Super Bowl, Detroit? Uh, back well, they never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Won. I'm sorry, they, that was a joke. Yeah. There was oh, a yeah. champion. They did win a championship with Bobby Lane before the Fords took over 
the team entirely, which is why I say it's not necessarily the coaches or the players. It's the Ford ownership uh, curse, and we need them to sell the team. Yeah. You are, are you a Red Wings fan too? Oh, yeah. I, I used to play hockey uh, as an amateur. I also coached hockey and officiated hockey. So, yeah, I'm oh. a big Red Wings fan. But, unfortunately, they've uh, sucked the last couple of years too. Well, I got a, I got an interesting story, right? My, my grandma is a big Detroit fan because she's from uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Or Saint- oh, yeah. She's from Sault Ste. Marie uh, right there on the border up by – by Canada. Yep. And, uh, you know, she came from, um, they used to like churn their own butter up there. You know what I mean? That's what she told me. So she said one day they were, they were coming back from somewhere and they ran into, uh, some players from the Red Wings. And they said, you know, my great grandfather was a big fan. Would you guys like to come over for dinner? And fucking like five, six guys walk in the house with her and come home, come home for dinner. My grandfather's sitting there like, "What the fuck is going? What the hell's going on?" And like, um, I thought I always thought that was an interesting story. You know what I mean? Because when 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 will you ever get the chance to say something like that again? And hockey guys have always been kind of stand up and uh, you know more personable. Like you see them on the street and they're they're fucking those guys are built tough. Yeah, yeah. I've got an interesting Red Wing story from way back. Uh, Like I said, I played hockey as an amateur. I was a goaltender. Well, my dad also was a hockey coach. So um, somehow he had a connection with the Red Wings. And I was able, he took me up to Olympia Arena. And I was on the ice. And Gordie Howe came and took shots on me while I was in the net. So how cool <laughs> was that, huh? How uh, how bad did you get beat up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, would, he, he took it pretty easy on me, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was nice. He took it easy on me. And, you know, of course, then I met Hal a few times after that. He had his book, number nine, that was – Great book. I've got an autographed copy of that lying around still. And, uh, you know, the good good old days. Yeah, man. That's cool stuff. Definitely good stuff right there. And uh, so, I mean, I didn't uh, I didn't catch much of the, the last episode as much. But um, how's the how's the book doing right now? Um, Terror Strikes. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, last week. Uh, we sold 7,000 Kindle versions. So, I mean, that's a pretty good number from a uh, first-time published, internationally published author. So, uh, my publisher was telling me uh, in that week promotion that they did that uh, they hadn't seen anybody's Amazon rankings climb like mine did on Kindle, it went to number one in political thrillers and number one in uh, terrorism. So uh, that was great. That promotion is over, but uh, my hey, numbers Joseph, are still let me stop pretty right good. there. Joseph, you said 7,000 freaking views? 7,000 books. Yeah, 7,000. Oh, books, books, okay. Well, 7,000 yeah. Kindle downloads of the book. Holy shit. That's 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 crazy, man. That's they, they'd never seen numbers like that with Illumify Media, uh, and also my book, uh, 
is the first book ever on McHenry Press, named after Fort McHenry, which, of course, uh, Francis Scott Key wrote the Off the Coast of, wrote the Star Spangled Banner. So, yeah, Joseph, we got into that uh, just on part three about uh, Henry Mc, uh, Press. Um, that, that your book literally is like Jimmy, his book is literally the first book published on that publish, uh, publishing platform. That that's, that's, that's tremendous. I mean, that's, that's, that's a marker right there. You know, I mean, yeah, you, you'll be able to use my name and my book as a trivia question next year, which was the first book and author on McHenry press, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Lumify media. So I'm yeah. rather proud of that. So yeah, I, I you know I don't like to brag, but that's a pretty big deal. That's a, a quite an honor. You're damn right, it's a big damn deal. Let's give a round of applause, Jesus. You know, <laughs> big damn deal. You know, I like why? Why? I, right? I think we might be looking at the next Tom Clancy over here. Like, <laughs> uh, what do, what do you see? Um, you know, obviously this book is 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 fiction with um, you know based based. I don't know, would we say based loosely on true events or uh, influenced by, by current affairs and true events? Do you, do you uh, what do you see yourself writing next in the future? Is there anything in the works? Are you planning on doing, uh, you know, more fiction uh, geared towards this or some nonfiction as well? Um, like a little bit more factual about, you know, uh, anything. Yeah, I see myself next going to a completely fiction book. But yeah, I call this book a faction book because it's part fiction, part fact. Uh, several chapters deal with actual historical uh, reporting, if you will, historical information of real terrorist attacks. And then, yeah, the fiction story is built around those factual uh, reportings because y those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it, as they say, or more commonly, uh, nowadays we say history doesn't repeat, but it sure as hell seems to rhyme a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to see that, uh, Joseph, you know, even with today's society, like we're, we're seeing it like uh, throughout, you know, the entire board, you know, you see it, you know, with, uh, you know, this whole Roe versus Wade story, you know, which date, dates back to the 70s. We're seeing, you know, uh, remnants of, you know, BLM kind of uh, piggybacking a little bit off of, you know, the the the, the Black Panthers, uh, just a little bit of it, you know. So, I mean, we are seeing, you know, history does repeat itself, you know, without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, yeah. Well, unfortunately, again, one of the reasons why I wrote the book is because after 2001, or yeah, after 9-11, people swore to never forget. Well, and then especially during the Wuhan virus lockdowns, people kind of forgot because they believe or bought into this myth that terrorism stopped. It didn't. You just didn't hear about it because the Emma media, the liberal media, was focused on the Wuhan virus hysteria as a narrative to try to unseat Trump. So terrorism has been happening. And you mentioned, one of you mentioned Buffalo. Uh, 
my friends, there were 202 mass shooting terrorist events already this year. You likely heard of three at the most. So literally, terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. And it's not just the big cities. We had Milwaukee over the weekend. And of course, the killings in Chicago continue over the weekend. We had, uh, you know, there's so many of them that I forget them. I can't remember them all. I Yeah, I mean, you know, what happened recently in Buffalo, would is, I would consider that a domestic terrorist attack, uh, without a doubt. I don't try to play the line anymore, and I'm not going to do the whataboutism where I'm going to compare – you know, what's going on in Chicago to what happened up there. Now, again, you know, I'm a conspiracy guy and, you know, I always think outside the box, I go, all right, well, you had the subway shooter recently. He didn't hit one person. Cameras didn't work. They couldn't find the guy, had no information. Then you got the guy in Buffalo. They have a video, same night, manifesto, same day. He doesn't get shot or killed, he gets taken into custody. So I always think, you know, um, I try not to, to like, put conspiracy on everything because then what can you believe is true and what's not true? But I would say that, uh, you know, that was that would be considered a terrorist attack. And, and what goes on in other parts of the country is, is crazy. And, and I guess you could say, like, when you live in a neighborhood – like uh, bad parts of Chicago or any of the big cities. Uh, I mean, those are comparable terrorist attacks too, because if you can't safely walk to the corner store at night without having to worry about getting shot or, or robbed, I mean, those, those are terrorist actions, whether it be a group of guys or, or whatever, but I'm not a big fan of the word terrorists being thrown around, but we do use it, right? Because there's a lot of keywords that they always pump out into the mainstream media that, to kind of, uh, you know, herd the sheep towards that direction. But where do you, what do you, I mean, now that the focus has changed from brown people being terrorists, right? Because that was the narrative for such a long time, right? That terrorists were, were, were from uh, the Middle East. They had a certain look. They, you know, worshiped a certain religion. Now the shift has gone over to terrorism only being uh, domestic terrorism with, with white people in, in the United States. Um, what do you see? Uh, do you see the, how do you feel about the transformation of the focus of terrorism, right? On, on what they're doing. And do you think that, uh, you know, there's any, we're in any kind of danger from a, from a foreign enemy as far as uh, another terrorist attack in the country? Well, you touched on quite a bit there, and uh, let me make a quick note here so I could try to remember to circle back to it. But the first thing is, why are we hearing so much about Buffalo? Well, because that is the narrative that the left wants. That's what they're going to play up, and they're calling him what? A right winger. Well, wrong. I've seen the manifesto. It's been leaked to me. I have it. Yeah, I read it too. He calls himself a progressive with communist leanings. 
authoritarian communist leadings. They will not tell you those facts. They're trying to paint him as a right-wing white supremacist. Well, this has nothing to do with replacement theory, even though that term has been bandied about. I was just on the Black Christian, uh, Black conservative podcast out of California, the Kimberly Cloud Show, and we were discussing. Yeah, that. Joseph, how did how did that how did how did that get played out there? We, we I, I seen that. Um, actually, uh, uh, seen that uh, podcast uh, in its audio version. Yeah, uh, which was a tremendous podcast episode. I, I may add. Uh, you know, how did that? Uh, you guys got into a lot of good detail on that podcast. Yeah, um, we we went into this in depth, and and she Kimberly agrees with me wholeheartedly. At the root of this is the CRT that's being peddled in the school for years. We're talking yeah. about a high school kid being peddled critical race theory and constantly being harped at about race. And he yeah. snapped. Now, this guy, kid was on the FBI's radar, too. He should have never gotten his gun legally because he has mental health issues. And he threatened to shoot up his school last year. These are facts you're not getting. Now, you could go to terrorstrikes.info slash interviews. Yeah, what did, hey, hey, Joseph, am I, Ed, you're touching on a story right there. Uh, I don't remember the NRA uh, basically commenting on any of that. Correct. Did you see any of that come out? No, of course not. And they haven't. But again, back to kind of Jimmy's point, there's, and I said, there's 202 mass shootings. Buffalo is the one they've been waiting for so yeah. that they can spin the narrative. And I mean, Wisconsin, Waukesha, Wisconsin, the Christmas parade attack, one of the few attacks you've heard of because at first they were covering it as if it were a horrible accident, that somebody accidentally turned onto the street where the parade was going and hit some people. No. Again, Daryl Brooks was known and was released the week before with the very same SUV that he ran down patrons at the Christmas parade should have been in jail because the week before he tried to run over his significant other with that exact same vehicle. And I want to bring Afghanistan into this because Biden pulled cut and run, pulled out. Trump wanted to keep the Bagram base as a base, as a counter to China. Trump, or Biden pulled out, now Al-Qaeda and ISIS and all the other terrorist organizations have their camps up and running in Afghanistan again. So to your uh, question, Jimmy, yes, uh, there will be attempts on this nation by foreign adversaries again. But we too, and my book discusses both foreign and domestic threats, uh, like the New York City subway, like you said, too, that got a day and a half coverage because it didn't fit their narrative. Yeah, I don't remember CNN. You know, CNN didn't. Yeah, Joseph, CNN didn't even touch that. They they didn't even touch that. MSNBC didn't even touch it. I don't even remember seeing it on freaking Fox 5 or Fox here. You know know what it is, is that it's the, the government and the ABC alphabet boys are so they know what they're doing. Just like uh, just like you said, they 
they they they watch so many people. That's their job to watch people. Their job to flag you. They have the resources yeah. and technology. What they're doing is they're they're allowing this to play on each other, right? To keep us at constant war between between race, sure. between white and black. So they have black separatist militants who are committing terrorist t- crimes, and it gets downplayed. They get let out, and somehow some kind of guilt trip comes in. It's due to white supremacy. Then when you have these kind of uh, these uh, these these lone wolf attacks by, uh, you know, white supremacists or, um, you know, these commie fucking left leaning uh, types of incels, white incels, then they they play it up as if, you know, well, now because now the new narrative, right, is to constantly keep black and white at war. Right. Because they don't want a united front between both races. They don't want us to actually come together. Um and, and it's disgusted, top, Jimmy, because they, 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 they're selling that crap on national television. Well, and, because and, it's – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go no, for it. No, you're good. You, you and I have, like, literally the same viewpoints. Uh, we we, we cut each other off. Well, I think, Joseph, we're, I think we yeah, are we, all on the same page on this. Well, we're on the same page, but, see, this is why me and Jimmy can relate so much because, like, we come from, like, pretty much the same background. Oh, yeah. You know, this I is, mean, yeah. we're both from New Jersey. I'm, both, I'm, a, I'm a New Jersey native. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, I mean, but if you want to hear that whole Kimberly Cloud interview that goes an hour worth of in depth on this one particular slice of the subject, go to terrorstrikes.info slash interviews. It's on that page. Yeah, we're getting into some good detail. I got to get a good break in. But uh, (laughs) uh, when we get back, guys, we're going to be reaching out to a a former guest that was on this show several times. Uh, PJ Agnes uh, is going to be calling into the show here. Uh, Jimmy uh, knows the man phenomenal. We spoke uh, about two or three episodes. Uh, you're going to be introduced to him the very first time here, Joseph, on the show. Phenomenal individual. Uh, Jimmy here can relate. Uh, he can vouch for me on him. Very good stuff. Yeah. He knows he's, he's stuff. Intelligent. Highly intelligent man this guy is, Joseph. Yeah. But uh, we'll be right back after these short words. Yeah, Don't we're 42 me. minutes in. We kind of missed a break a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, I was supposed to plug it in about 30 minutes. I have to plug it in, or I'm going to get in trouble here. We'll be right back, guys. I'm Bert Jones. When I played for Georgia, we won the SEC championship. Here's the block, and it'll be first and goal, Georgia. Not just because we had great athletes, but because we were bonded together as teammates, united by that G on our helmets. An important lesson about the power of unity. And it's why I'm so opposed to teaching critical race theory in our school systems. Instead of teaching children about what divides us, we should be teaching our children about what unites us. How appropriate was that Burt Jones commercial talking about CRT when we were just talking about CRT, which is really the root of what drove that kid to shoot yeah. up the the uh, Topps grocery store in Buffalo? Well, he opposes it. He's uh, he's an advocate that does not support it whatsoever, and uh, he's a big uh, he's a big Trump fan. He uh, he was actually endorsed by President Trump uh, right here in the state of Georgia, and he is running for uh, for office. 
So we got to give Burt Jones a, a, a big support, you know, on the show. He, he opposes it. Uh, so correction to you, Jimmy. That, uh, yeah, I, I thought I heard something yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, last night I had to correct Jimmy on the show because uh, we're sponsored through the, uh, the National Republican campaign here on the show uh, that uh, supports the show. So I had to correct Jimmy that he opposes it, means he doesn't support it whatsoever. <laughs> I thought he said he supports it. I go, what the what the hell? I said we can't. I said we can't have this commercial. We're talking about this, right? He's yeah. in the wrong party if that were to be the case, right? Yeah. And yeah, Trump's endorsements have been. Uh, uh, I mean, he's I did, um, eighty-one and three on his endorsements. Who are you? Uh, are you supporting Purdue over Kemp down there? I take it right. Purdue's not perfect either. I, I'd I'm, like I'm, I'm supporting. Yeah, I'm supporting Purdue over Kemp. The reason why I'm doing that is because I've seen where Kemp has has brought us uh, as a state, and I look at Kemp more as a, as a rhino, a turncoat, uh, than an actual conservative Republican. Yeah, I see David Purdue. I see the vision. I see the message he wants to bring Georgia. Okay, he wants to bring us in a better path. He wants to steer us away from radical uh, liberalism. And I, you know, with, with David, uh, with, excuse me, with Brian Kemp, I, I see more of a, of a, of a radical Democrat, uh, excuse me, a radical uh, Republican right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I was disappointed when Vernon Jones dropped out of the race. I really, oh, yeah. he would have really shaken things up because yes. the most vehement conservative are those who recently left the Democrat Party, like Candace Owens or Brandon Strzok of the walkaway movement. It's like a smoker. There's no one more anti-smoking than someone who just quit smoking. So there's no one more rabid against Democrats than someone who just recently left the Democrat plantation. So I was happy. I sent Vernon Jones money. I was very disappointed when he dropped out. But he wanted to consolidate behind Purdue, so I I can respect that. Yeah. They're giving, hey, you know, Joseph. They're giving, uh, they're giving Purdue a lot of crap, man. A lot of heat right here in Georgia. Uh, did you, Joseph, have you seen? I don't know if you get the same type of advertisements up there, up up north, but have you seen the advertisements coming out uh, with Brian Kemp attacking uh, David Purdue? No, I've not seen those, but I can imagine they're vicious. Again. Oh, they're vi- they're very vicious, man. They're like. You know, like he—he—he's literally like he's making a lot of falsehoods uh, through those ads. Yeah, well, and the thing that worries—I need you to explain to me how your primary process is, because the thing that worries me, and I don't think it'll matter what the law is. The Democrats already clearly shown they don't care a whit about violating any campaign laws. Like in Michigan, we have a semi-closed primary. Anybody can walk in on primary day and say, I want the Democrat ballot or the Republican ballot. I want a completely closed primary. I don't think you should be able to vote in the Republican primary unless if you've been a registered, verifiable Republican for at least three, four, five years. Because what I fear is Stacey Abrams and her crew are going to try to help Kemp win the Georgia gubernatorial primary in the hopes that then Republicans will sit home on general election day and they can steal that governorship. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'll let uh, Jimmy talk here in a minute because I think Jimmy had a, a, a question. 
But uh, here's the thing. What David Perdue wants to do, he wants to pretty much piggyback off of uh, Kay Ivey, right, from uh, Alabama. He wants to end the curbside uh, voting. He wants to end the mail-in ballots. Uh, and Kay Ivey, you've seen in Alabama, the great state of Alabama. She's ended that. Yeah. She, she, the, you see the, uh, the ad that I plug in, which is also uh, supporting the show. A lot yeah. of conservative Republicans support the show here. I love it. Uh, you know, uh, we need more, but you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's what the, David Perdue wants to do. And Brian Kemp sees it. Brian Kemp knows it. And that's why he's attacking uh, Perdue. Mm-hmm. You also got Pennsylvania is pretty interesting with fucking Dr. Oz running. He's like, he's a flip flopper motherfucker. And honestly, you know, the fact that he's like, you know, currently in the, he's not, he's, he's like neck and neck. Oh, hold that thought. Hold that. Hold that thought. We actually have PJ Agnes calling in on the show. I'm going to put the uh, phone up to the uh, microphone so you can hear it a little bit. Oh, you got the new mic too. <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania won't be. How you, how you doing PJ? Friday. Welcome to the tonight's show, PJ. How, how, how's it going, buddy? It's been a while since we had you on the show. Uh, doing pretty good here. Let me put you on. Oh, can you hear us? I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, I'm just making sure that uh, we have uh, Jimmy here, Jimmy the Rant, and then we also have uh, uh, Joseph M. Leonard uh, up, on the show. So, Jimmy, good to talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we also have. Um, uh, we also have uh, Joseph M. Leonard here on the show. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he is the author of uh, Terror Strikes, uh, which Please. is doing phenomenal on the shelves across the state of uh, uh, his state uh, and across uh, America as well, too. So good yeah. to meet you, PJ. You need to hold the phone a little closer to the mic. I can barely hear him. successful book. Yeah, Thank one you. second. Yeah, one one second, Joseph. We're having some uh, uh, some issues here. Let me uh, let me plug out the uh, the Bluetooth here. Uh, one second, sir. We lost you, Mike. We can't hear you at all, Mike. <laughs> Those gremlins again. I think the NSA is uh, monitoring no, and tampering with the broadcast again. He shut his mic off. Well, until we hear him. But yeah, like I said, Pennsylvania. It's odd too because the, uh, Dr. Oz is has he lives in New Jersey, but he's like using his parents' address in PA. Like yeah. that guy shouldn't have any kind of vote. Yeah. Like. You need to wake up. He's yeah. a fucking flip flopper. Get rid of him. I, I don't care. We're back, we're back here on the show. Uh, PJ, about that, buddy. Um, but yeah. So PJ, welcome to tonight's show. It's been a hot minute since we've had you on. Um, uh, I'd like to introduce you to uh, to Joseph M. Leonard, the, the author of Tower Strikes, and then of course uh, 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 Jimmy on the show with us. Uh, PJ, we're talking about CRT and we're talking about uh, the mass shooting, uh, which you wanted to come on this show. You reached out to me earlier today and said, uh, you know, I, I think we need to discuss this on the show. Uh, can, can you give us a little insight here on uh, your analysis of just what's going on with all this mass shooting, with all this violence, uh, even the CRT, sir? Well, I really believe that uh, 
lockdowns post-pandemic, um, not only was the pandemic, you know, traumatic and scary for a lot of people, but the government's response to it just really destroyed mental health. There's a lot of data out on this now. Um, the, the mental health of young people, especially, is worse than it has been in generations, if ever. And I really, truly believe that that is not not responsible, but adding to a lot of the mass shootings we're seeing. Obviously, there there are a lot of factors at play here. Oh, worst sure, absolutely. Yeah. Mental health we've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I agree with PJ. You're absolutely right. The Wuhan virus lockdowns destroyed the mental health of a lot of our children. Suicide rates among teens are way, way up. And I touch on that in my book because of that. The lockdowns didn't stop terrorism. They're happening. And you just hadn't been hearing about them because you probably missed that part of the show. And teen suicide rate or suicide rates in general, but especially among teens who are already awkward and somewhat isolated and feel, you know, isolated even in school when they're there. And then you take them away from that social setting and they become even more isolated. They become more internalized. Teen suicide is way up. And as we discussed, this kid that shot up Buffalo already had mental health issues. There is no doubt, PJ, like you said, it exasperated them. Well, I, I, I think that they, you know, the FBI and them, they, they allow these individuals to get away with. I mean, think about it like this. If you, if you were involved in January 6th, they were coming to your house to find out where you were on that day and why. But you have an individual that says he's going to shoot up a school. He's on some kind of list. Nobody comes to speak to him. And then all of a sudden, you know, they swoop in after he commits uh, the crime that. And listen, these they have big time think tanks in these or in these uh, agencies, as, as well as uh, people who uh, analyze the psyche all day. They, they, they pay top dollar for that. And I guarantee yeah. you the statistics, when you look at the stats, they know that people are going to commit. They, they know that, you know, there's a very high chance of somebody maybe committing that crime. And, you know, they, considering they want to push a narrative, I don't think it's negligence. I think it's straight up. They just allow it because, like I said, and, and this is for, you know, a question for PJ, but how do you feel about the government allowing, you know, black separatist militant groups and Antifa and communist groups to kind of roam freely and commit all types of acts of violence uh, go and, and go unchecked. How do you feel about that? And is that also, you know, uh, breeding more uh, type of violence from the other, uh, from, from other radical sides? Well, you're absolutely right. They allow it. All of these mass shooters have red flags and a lot of them were reported to the police to the fbi uh schools no schools are aware of them if you go into any high school and ask the students 
who would be at risk for committing this type of crime, they'll tell you. They know. Everyone who observes it on a day-to-day basis knows who these people are. There's plenty of warning. And if you could take what the manifesto that the mass shooters leave behind and put them side by side, put them together, they appear like they're written by the same author most of the time. Yeah, PJ, I, 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 I could basically uh, vouch for that, sir. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I know you follow, uh, you know, the mass shootings. You're, you're, you're a big advocate uh, for, um, uh, for personal uh, uh, protection as well. I mean, you're, 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 you're basically your movement pretty much speaks on, on the words very, very uh, heavily. And uh, you know, just, just to like kind of close it out because we got about another. Uh, one minute with you, sir, because we got to close this show out in about another five minutes. Um, I have to make some room for another show I'm doing around eight thirty. Uh, what is your um, what is your view on the entire uh, CRT basically now kind of in webbing uh, with this this whole mass shooting? Like, what's your what's your last comments on that? You know, if you tell one class of people that they're always victims and another class of people that they are victimizers, it will divide people. It will turn them against each other. And violence should be completely expected. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. PJ, I want to I know I was you know, we kind of had it short here, but I do want to thank you for you know, coming on the show, I, I want to thank you for your time, sir. It's always an honor talking to you. Like I said, you've been on my show several times with, you know, some really, really good uh, knowledge of intelligence. And uh, please uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, you're always welcome back on the show, sir. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right, PJ. Have a great night, Talk sir. See you later, PJ. Take care, PJ. And uh, what Jimmy was saying, these people are known. I want to repeat that. Uh, it's like the Boston Marathon bombers. Do you remember them? The Zanaya brothers? Yeah. They were on the FBI's radar, too. They were on a terrorist watch list. They stopped watching them. The same with this kid. They interviewed him once. They knew he threatened to shoot up the school. They knew he was unstable. But yet they didn't keep watching him because why? probably because they wanted something like this to happen to, to allude to what Jimmy was alluding to. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, Jimmy, and in uh, the meantime, like Jimmy was saying, January six people, they're hunting them down and persecuting them for what was only minor trespass. And you've probably heard the Whitmer Michigan governor, kidnapping plot which was all an fbi setup also they people with mental health issues it was an fbi plot not their plot and they're likely going to be found innocent by a jury of their peers because it was all an fbi setup 
for a particular narrative that they want. And, and Joseph, hold on, J- Jimmy. That, that, that's an entire different episode for an entire different topic. I do agree <laughs> with you on that. Uh, uh, Jimmy, you want to uh, kind of get into anything here before we close it out? Um, I, like I said, guys, I do have to make some room for an 830 show that I have uh, uh, prior commitments to. So, you know, the floor is yours, buddy. No, I would just say that, you know, there's, there's been a lot of entrapment for, for a lot of people. And it's a shame because uh, the reason why they 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 pick on, uh, you know, the Patriot movement is because there's the most the most concern from the Patriot movement is you usually have uh, a lot of people that are interested in kind of prepping guns, uh, Constitution, law, things that they know that uh, a large majority of the radical left isn't really focused on as much. Um, Oh, yeah. So, you know, and, and also on, on the Patriot side, people aren't, they're not, they're not hiding the fact of who they, who they are and, and what they are. So it's, it's easier to, to come after the law abiding citizens, right? Oh, I, why were you in this place? Well, I was there cause I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, practicing free speech or, you know, um, my first amendment, right. And it's easier to pick on those, those individuals than to kind of, uh, Go after go after people that are all masked up and throwing Molotov cocktails and causing disruption and chaos on the streets. So, you know, when we talk about terror strikes, you know, the, the, the problem is, is that it's it's almost the same tactics that that is used in the Middle East, right? Um, our you know our occupation in those countries definitely breeded more terrorists, uh, and breeded a group groups of individuals that ended up hating us due to a lot of the things that went on there. And, you know, I, you know, for our boys that, that were over there and, and 20 years we pull out and we, we give it back to um, an extremist radical group. So all those people that I went to high school with that went there, the people that died that I knew over there, you know, their memories were pissed on by the, by the, by the government, by, by the Biden administration. So, it's 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 uh, it's almost as if they're trying everything they can to breed, you know, terrorist cells in this country so that they can then use that as the catalyst to come in and take away your rights, your freedom, uh, your right to, to bear arms. Um, because at this point, with, even with the Buffalo uh, shooting, what's the thing that they're trying to push? Well, no, he wasn't a lone wolf. He had an online community. And so what does that mean? That you can't be part of an online community anymore? You can't talk but, to people But see anymore? here, Jimmy, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And we're going to, we got to close it out here soon. I do apologize, Joseph and Jimmy, but you know, like, like I'm looking at the time it's, it's, it's cutting close here. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. All right. When they talk about this, right. They're, t- they're talking about, you know, shootings. They're talking about this. They're talking about that. You know, like what separates them from the next one? They're, they're all connected to, to, to one another. Right? I mean, right, Joseph. I mean, they're all connected. They have they have connections to, to every single uh, a shooting that, you know, from one shooting to the next shooting to the next shooting to the next shooting. They have to be looked at the same. They can't separate them and say, oh, well, that's different from the other one because that one was a brown individual and that one's a black individual and that one's a white individual. and That's a yellow individual. I mean, you know, I'm getting a little hysterical here, but I there mean, may, you know what I mean? There may not be direct connections, but there's commonalities. I think commonality. That- there's the words. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, our biggest our biggest issue is that um, we know who the radicals are on the right. You know yeah. who a white you know who a white supremacist, a skinhead is. They are pretty open with who they are, and they are they flaunt who they are, and they're proud to be who they are. So you kind of know, like, all right, that guy's so and so. I'm going to stay away from him. The, the the problem for us is you don't know the radicals on the left. You they're peppered into every factor of society. And unfortunately, they're they're spewing their 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 hate and their indoctrination wherever they can, wherever they go, under the guise that they're oh, sure. a, a you know stand up person and that you know and they're you know and they they use a lot of virtue signaling and stuff like that. Like, look at me, I'm a good person. I stand up for this, and they're just as corrupt as as those guys on you know on the right side that are fucking marching around hating people. So well, you know, yeah. I want yeah, to push uh, Joseph, back. Hold, hold on. I just I just got a comment from PJ that we had on the show about uh, five, six minutes ago saying that he's looking at your book. He's going to buy the book and he's going to read it thoroughly. So All right. thank you very much, uh, PJ, for the support to Joseph here. Uh, the man needs it. He's a very, very good conservative advocate for the conservative movement. Yeah. Uh, with that being you, said, PJ, Joseph, I, I have to. Yeah, I have to end it here. Uh, the floor okay. is yours, sir. If you want to plug in any information about your book. Your content, your material, sir. The floor is yours. Uh, one minute, sir. All right. Well, I got to push back on PJ. Neo Nazis are not on the right. Total government is always a leftist issue. Hitler was a socialist. He's a leftist. There's okay. no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They, 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 we cannot let the left redefine socialists and communists or Nazis as a right issue. It's not. But as to the books, thank you, PJ. And reach out to me at terrorstrikes.info. You can get an autograph copy there if you want, rather than obviously through Amazon, Books a Million, uh, Barnes and Noble, any of those other places. Terrorstrikes.info. Go to terrorstrikes.info slash interviews. You'll see some previous Patriot uh yeah, the Patriot podcast interviews there and uh, and a few others like the Kimberly Cloud one that we briefly mentioned that went into this more in depth. Great stuff. Great stuff, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you to the uh, uh, Jimmy the Rant here for making some time here on his Wednesday evening. Very much appreciation. Uh, and uh, guys, you heard it. The author of Terror Strikes. Joseph M. Leonard here on the final installment of the Patriot Angle podcast, part four. Guys, if you want to see the first three episodes of this uh, exclusive uh, mega uh, podcast episode, you can follow that on Spotify, Google or Apple, as well as Amazon Music and as well as Audible. We are on the free section on Audible, so you don't have to worry about paying anything on Audible. I kept it free. That's See, it's not about the money, guys. It's about it's about the content. I want the content to be heard so people can see the truth, see what's really going on in America. With that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. Patriot Unfiltered. You just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast in Unfiltered Patriot Productions. Please follow us on Facebook at The Patriot Angle Podcast and Instagram at Patriot underscore Angle underscore Unfiltered. Also, you can hear every episode on Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. 
You can also check out our website, PatriotAnglePodcast.com, and also our unfiltered merchandise, PatriotUnfiltered.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. Rated mature audiences only. A viewer discretion is advised.